On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we discuss the Lightning's 4-3 overtime win against the Carolina Hurricanes. We discuss how they came back after playing much pretty 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 much down for a large part of the game. We talk about their their schedule for the rest of the month, actually rest of the year really. All that more, but first, let's play that music. of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you to all of you for making this your first listen of the day, and you're the reason why we are the number one podcast for all things Tampa Bay Lightning. On this episode, we'll be picking up where we left off from last night's episode. When we left off, we were in the middle of, I believe we were going into the third period, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Lightning were in the middle of their game against the Carolina Hurricanes. And really, it I, I really like those those when we do episodes in the middle of games. I, I I always feel like it it adds a little bit, I don't know, it's just it feels different. It has a little bit of zest to it, if you want to call it that. So where we last left off the Tampa Bay Lightning were down, I believe three two. And really what I was talking about in that game and, and which is why it's funny because once we stopped recording, really the lightning <laughs> turned into this completely different team. And that's the issue that the lightning have had all season long and has really tied in with what I've been trying to get across to all of you, the listeners, is that we have seen two different types of lightning teams. Uh, all season long, there's the defending Stanley Cup champions, which we saw in the last pretty much 10, 15 minutes or so of last night's game, really actually in that whole third period and overtime. And then there's the Tampa Bay Lightning team that we saw in the first two periods. And what distinguishes those two teams is what we saw early on, who the Lightning are in the first, I guess, 20, uh, 30 minutes of this game are is the team that you don't want to see roll into a playoff game. That team is a team that, for the most part, and we've been seeing this all season long, and which is why this whole... When, when I, I spoke about it on yesterday's episode, and I spoke about it pretty much all week, and really for the last couple of weeks, is that this recent play in which Lightning have lost three consecutive games twice, something that they haven't done all season long. That team, this has been something that's been going on all season long, and, and which is why it almost is mystifying when we have, I, I was listening, I don't remember what show it was, I was, it was actually on the radio, I believe. And somebody in the Tampa Bay media, I'm not going to call them out because I, I, I don't want it to seem as though I'm being disrespectful. We've had this person on the show before, though. Uh, I, I highly, I, I really very much respect their opinion and their knowledge that they bring to all things lightning. But 
even him and 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 other people in the media it it, it really has been mystifying that we're really acting as though this is something that fell out of the sky and obviously that is not the case last night the first two periods showed exactly why the lightning have lost three consecutive games twice really in this month and having said that on the other side of that they were not playing bad they were really not playing terrible Really what it was, was that they were just very, very soft on the defensive side of things. I'm not saying they weren't being physical. Uh, there's there's no way you could make a legitimate uh, case for a team playing soft when you have 37 hits, is what is in which what the Lightning had last night. And I, and I spoke about it going into the third period that we would expect the Lightning to, to play a little bit more physical, and that's what we saw. And I, and I truly believe sometimes the Lightning get into this offensive mode only uh, attitude, and, and what that does is that, that they don't allow themselves to take advantage of the other parts of their game that make them the best team in the league and I still you know all things considered everything that we have seen thus far this season and all the things that I have said about this team what it comes down to is still they are still a very good team they have just put themselves in situations like we saw last night where they don't allow that to consistently be seen uh, every time, and I use the the phrase last night. Every time we see this team take one step forward, it almost looks as though they are taking two steps back, and that's what we saw last night. Um, we had the Lightning had a, a plethora of chances, high scoring chances. Not only that, on the advantage as well against one of the team's best team, if not the best, actually, the best team on the PK, over 90% at the time. Obviously, that number has taken a little bit of hit uh, after giving up three goals on the PK and four tries. But that team that we saw last night in the third period and then, of course, in OT, that's the Lightning team that needs to show up every night not only against teams like Carolina, and we've seen this throughout the entire season where Tampa has really come into the games, and they rise to the occasion for the most part. It's it's very rare that we have seen Tampa go out there and completely lay an egg against a team that is high caliber. Uh, just look back a couple months ago, well, actually February, when they played Edmonton, and that was a... Probably one of the most, I think, exciting and if not most anticipated game in the NHL this year. And Tampa rose to the occasion. And and we've seen other instances like that this year as well, where Tampa has played very good teams like Florida, you know, like like Colorado, where it might not always necessarily result in a in a W. But you still go out there and say, you know what? If this was a seven-game series, uh, their chances are very, very good of coming out on top. And and that's why 
it's so frustrating when you see the other side of that. When you when you see Tampa go up against a team like Detroit, like a Ottawa, like a like a Chicago who they'll be facing on Friday. Other teams that, you know, I'm not going to go out there and bash teams. I'm just going to flat out say that they are just not on the same level as Tampa for obvious reasons. Just look at the standings, which is why I, I keep saying there's there's two teams. There's two identities. There's the team that rises to the occasion that shows you why they're the Stanley, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. And then there's the other team that comes out and it almost looks like it's 20, 2019, 2018 again. It almost looks like round one against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that's the team you don't want to see. That's the team that we have been seeing way too much of this season. But last night's game was fantastic. What a fantastic ending. Obviously, Stamkos getting the overtime uh, goal. Uh, he's up to 30, 30 goals this year, having just an, a ridiculous season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and, I've, and I've really spoken about it a lot over the last couple of years. Imagine what this team is going to look like when you get a healthy Steven Stamkos. And, and I even said it, I, I vaguely remember at some point last season, I spoke about how, you know, the, the clock is ticking, believe it or not, on if this team is going to make a, make a decision on whether or not they're going to have to move on from him at some point. But thus far, he's he's... He's done everything that has been asked of him. He hasn't been hurt, really. He's missed a game here or there, but nothing that we have seen usually out of him. And that's great. And for the most part, you haven't really missed, you know, a lot of guys. We have Kucherov, yeah, who's missed his time. Yeah, Point missed his time. But that's what I. That's what you go back to, is that we've seen this team be successful with or without their superstars. And it's even that more frustrating when we have seen them uh, play with their superstars and struggle in the way they do and what we saw early on in the game. So we'll talk about the rest of the schedule in just a little bit. I want to fir- first talk about our only sponsor, our one of our best sponsors, love these guys, and that is Built Bar. Now, we have spoken quite a bit on this show how I want to make 2022 my year. I want to get back in good shape. And the gym part simply isn't just, it, it's not working. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take an L on that. But I'm still going to try and eat healthy. And the best way I could do that is cutting out the snacks, cutting out the junk food. But can't just go cold turkey. You got to throw some extra food in there. But make sure it's something healthy. And I've been throwing some Built Bars in there. And what I love about Built Bars is that they taste so good, it doesn't even see, feel like I'm sacrificing the goods, the treats. Uh, the best thing I love about Built Bar is not only are they super healthy, but they are covered in 100% chocolate, real chocolate, and that they are low-calorie, high-protein, and high in fiber, uh, low-carb. And these things, you know, you could actually taste the stats when you're eating these things. And the best part about them is that they come in all different types of flavors, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, my favorite is the white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
and we're back segment two and just want to thank all of y'all even though i am from new york i threw a little y'all in there for for all my southern listeners uh once again just thank all of you for for continuing your enthusiasm support of this pod and guess what next week we'll be going to youtube full-time that doesn't mean we won't still be on spotify itunes google play if you want to continue to listen to us on an audio platform you're more than welcome to wherever they distribute podcasts we are there and the best part about it is that we are 100 percent free as well as go ahead please like and subscribe to the pod download us it only helps us helps us grow and it helps us continue to bring you guys and girls uh, some more great content about this team. Give us a follow on our social media accounts at LO underscore lightning as well as locked on underscore lightning. And like I said, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube po- uh, page. Excuse me. Give us a thumbs up. Turn on those notifications so as as soon as the newest show, episode, whatever you want to call it, any content on the channel drops, you'll be notified as soon as possible. So looking towards the end of the month, which is (laughs) today. Today's the last day of March. Uh, And very interesting. Well, not interesting, but very curious as to... What kind of lightning team we're going to see for the rest of the, the season? Uh, this is pretty much it. I, I, I can't believe we're finally in the final month, pretty much, of the hockey season. Um, it, it's just one of those things where 82 games just go by in a flash, and that's why it's even more important that this team is ready. If the lightning can play, now I'm not saying we need to see this every single night, but if the Lightning could play the way they played in the third and overtime periods last night, consistently, it doesn't have to be top of their game, I wouldn't have any problem. They don't have to, to contend for the President's Trophy. They don't have to contend for the top spot in the Atlantic Division. I don't think they're going to ca- catch Florida. If they do, that's fantastic. But I highly doubt that Florida is going to be able to to catch up, uh, to to not keep up the pace they're at. Florida's been playing fantastic all season long. We were a little skeptical. I think I was a little skeptical more than most uh, if they were going to be able to play, continue to play at the pace they were playing last season and then carrying it over. And then around probably the end of, I would say November, getting into mid-December, you could tell that this, this Panthers team is really... They, they are who we thought they were. And uh, which is even why, even more important why this Lightning team um, gets gets in the playoff shape. You know, we all know the playoffs in the NHL are a whole different animal than the regular season. But that doesn't mean you start to play well once the playoff. I don't know what you want to call it. Once the playoff horn uh, sounds. So. So really looking at the if the season were to end today, what are we looking at right now? Well, we're looking at the Lightning playing in the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this is has been really a a a matchup that I think a lot of people expect it to happen. Um, 
quite frankly, and and I've and I've spoken about this uh, a couple of times on the pod. I really don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I look at Toronto as. I don't look at them as the big, bad Maple Leafs, and I think a lot of people don't for obvious reasons. This team just has not been able to go out there in a playoff series at all, especially in the Austin Matthews era where they have been able to get past the first round. I mean, they were up, I believe, 3 nothing against the Montreal Canadiens last year, and look what happened. And in their two meetings thus far, I mean, these two teams still have they, they have two matchups left in the month of April, one on the 4th, actually both in Tampa. So that, that actually helps out the Lightning a lot. Um, so you have a matchup on the 4th and then one on the 21st. Uh, and the Lightning are 1-0-1, so that's that's one win uh, in regulation, a 5-3 win on December 9th, and a 2-1 loss in OT. And... I was talking about it actually on the other on the previous episode about how those t- last two games that Tampa has against the Maple Leafs are I think going to play a huge part into how a potential series would go between the two teams because we know that Tampa once playoff start and and they go out on the ice against Toronto uh they already know they're they're gonna they're this is a group of of players that except maybe for a couple of guys here and there they're pretty seasoned when it comes to the playoffs and so everybody knows how to handle themselves and I'm sure a lot of the vets are gonna are gonna get in the ear of the guys that have not been there before and and they're gonna easily acclimate themselves to the atmosphere uh, pretty quickly. But the reason why I'm placing a big emphasis on these two games is because if Tampa goes out there, whether it be win, lose both these games or narrowly win one out of the two, I really think that as long as Tampa doesn't win those two games, I think that's going to inject some confidence into this Maple Leafs team. And as always, I you know, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to sit here and, and give myself a pat on the back. But, I, I mean, considering I was kind of ahead of the ball all season long with how the Lightning have made their mental mistakes here and there and have not been able to execute consistently on both sides of the ice and now we saw what happened over the this past month with the 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 three game losing streaks i wouldn't be surprised if that is a storyline if the lightning split one of those games and and toronto takes one of those games in convincing fashion i wouldn't be surprised if we go into the in the playoff series where the commentators or the media Say well, look, look what, look what happened the last time these two games played. They played most recently. Blah 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 blah. And and that is why I think that the last thing you need to do, especially with a team like this, I mean, barring their goaltending situation, uh, the other night it, Pete Mrazek left the game uh, with an injury. So I mean, then again, Toronto's goaltending situation has just been a, an absolute disaster all season long. I would have to say. You, I'd be, I'm pretty surprised 
uh, that they have been able to win as many games, regardless of who they have on their team, Austin Matthews and, and, and John Tavares and co. But, you know, they're lucky. They have to probably thank their lucky stars that they are in the Atlantic Division and not in the Metropolitan. And I think that the Lightning, the way they have played this year, especially with playing teams that are either playing down a couple of guys or in the middle of a stretch where they haven't played so well and and it's the perfect game for the Lightning to just blow the doors open. This is a team where if the Lightning don't jump out on this team, especially in a playoff series, especially even in a regular season game, which we will be seeing twice in the month of April to round things off at home against Toronto, that is the kind of game where you let Austin Matthews you let John Tavares and co. You let William Nylander get going. It's going to be a long night. I don't care who's in net for the Lightning. I don't care if your name's Andre Vasilevsky. If the Lightning continue to let guys get very good, high-danger scoring chances down low in front of Vazzy, I don't care because especially with a guy like Austin Matthews, forget about it. You're... He would have as good of a chance making those saves as maybe you or I would. Because Austin Matthews isn't one of the top goal scorers in the league for no reason. I mean, he is is head and shoulders one of the best. I mean, we saw what Connor McDavid has done. Leon Dreisaitl has done against the Lightning this year. And now you have to go against a guy who one of his specialties is playing down low in the dirty spots. And he could be up top in the high slot in the low, in the low point. That that that's a recipe for disaster. And even thinking about it now uh, makes me a little nervous. I mean, we still have a whole month of hockey to play. The Lightning got Chicago on Friday, and then Montreal on Saturday. So you got two games right there that your team are is going to be able to have the opportunity to inject some confidence in you, and then you go up against the tough task of playing against Montreal on Monday. So we'll continue to talk about all that. We'll wrap things up, of course, on the show in just a little bit. But first, let's take a break. And we're back wrapping things up here on Locked on Lightning. Just got done kind of talking about probably my deepest fear for the playoffs right now. Now, I, to be honest, I, I'm not as scared. I, I wouldn't say I'm scared. If you had to give me the ch- the choice between playing Boston or Toronto, believe it or not, I would rather play Boston. I just think Toronto, in terms of what they got on their top lines, uh, they're built a lot better to exploit the Lightning's weaknesses, whether it be back on the rush or down low on the doorstep. Their players, I believe, are probably a lot more dynamic in that regard than probably Boston. Boston's kind of also, I would say, maybe on a little bit over the hill and on the downslope in terms of their their window to be that team. You know, this isn't the Boston Bruins from the last two years, the the team that won the President's Trophy two years ago going into the the COVID bubble. Um, Having said that, I wouldn't be shocked if if, if 
Lightning play Boston, Boston giving them a, a rough time, as we all know. Uh, Boston is still one of those teams that could, could be a super pain in the butt, uh, especially if you let them into the game. Um, but and I and 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 having said that, I don't I do not envy Carolina having to play Boston, even though you know Carolina Carolina is one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I still think that Boston, believe it or not, is going to give them the run for our money. I'd be shocked, really, if if Boston makes that a close series. But looking at the rest of the schedule, so like I just said, you got Chicago and Montreal, you got Toronto on Monday, and then you got the Capitals and when on Wednesday next Wednesday, which is a very interesting matchup. But the Capitals are are just very they're just a very strange team, um, just in the way they play. Obviously, we all know that that the Washington Capitals is pretty much just another word or phrase for the Alexander Ovechkin show, because let's face it, and and this is why they've really only won one cup, is because their offense, their entire offensive production completely revolves around the grade eight, which, I mean, when you have a scorer as talented as Alexander Ovechkin, I mean, why not? But... That's going to be interesting. That's that's where I would probably come out, and I probably will come out next week and say, let Ovechkin beat you. Don't let the rest of the team beat you. And we could definitely see that backfire. We could definitely... You know what? I would not be shocked if we see one or two goals from Ovechkin. And, and, I, and by the way, anytime the Lightning play the Capitals... I would have a ton of regret if I didn't throw this out because I feel like I always need to throw this out. Steven, for, for maybe some of you you Lightning fans that are maybe haven't seen a whole ton of Ovechkin, Ovechkin and Stamkos are not that much different. I would almost say that Stamkos is a little bit more diverse in how he's able to go out there, not only be able to score, I mean, Come on, the guys both score from the same exact spot on the ice. But Stamkos's ability to spread the ice out, to to find teammates in open spots for high chances, I think he wins out there. I I said this. I, I believe this was probably one of the biggest declarations I made when I first started this show was Steven Stamkos, you give him the same amount of games as Alexander Ovechkin, I, do, I wouldn't be shocked if they have almost identical numbers. Yeah, I said it. And I'll continue to say it uh, because the, that that's how good Steven Stamkos is. He's shown it this year. I mean, he, he scored 30 goals this year, and, and I still don't think that that's his ceiling yet. He's I still think there's a lot left in the tank. And then after the Capitol game, next Wednesday, we got Boston. Uh, I just got done talking about them. That's going to be a rough game regardless of... You know what? How you feel about the Bruins? How you feel about where they are right now in the season? That's going to be a physical game. The Lightning are going to have to come out and play physical. Something that I spoke about earlier in the show that they some most times more than not get away from, and that's their kryptonite. They need to find that balance, and that's a great tune-up game. I think uh, within the last. <clears throat> two mu- uh, two two weeks of this season to play Boston, get that fine tune-up game, and then you got uh, Buffalo, Dallas, Anaheim, and Winnipeg. 
And the last couple of games that I'm really looking for that are really other than that Boston game that I really think is going to, like I said, is is really going to bring everything together. As long as the Lightning go out there and play the way they play, because if they could play the way they play to beat those teams, that they're going to be doing all the right things. Uh, another, uh, like I say, that they also play Toronto on the 21st and then you got Florida on the 24th. Those the, those are the three games Three, four games, the two matchups against Toronto and then Boston and Florida are really going to be the four games that I think every Lightning fan should circle on their calendar, should keep note of and definitely make a point to watch because the way we see the Lightning play in those games, I firmly believe are is going to be the same Lightning team that we will see in the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And as always, uh, Go ahead and follow the show if you haven't already. Keep tabs on the show. Turn on the notifications because as the Lightning continue their march to get in the right state of mind, in the right shape for the playoffs, we will be covering every every step, every puck drop. And once again, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about the Blackhawks game because interesting. We're going to see Tyler Johnson. We're going to see Boris Kachuk. We're going to see Tyler Radish. Those two guys that we have not seen since trading them away to Chicago for Brandon Hagel, who has done a pretty good job, pretty good job since he's been with his team. Uh, We'll talk about all that more. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.